Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Hi, welcome. I'm Ivory. This is Roz. And our topic today is how to raise divine children. Before we begin, we want to say hello to our listeners in Buzzards Bay, Massachusetts. Isn't that a cool town name? Makes me want to go there. Just check it out. Uh, There's quite a few of you. Thank you for tuning in. And for those of you who watch this on YouTube, I know I've said it before, but just so you know, this is actually our podcast So the majority of people are listening on podcast platforms. So when I say that I track, we can track our listeners and where they are, but I really don't know where our watchers are from, but um, we're so glad you're all here. So let's start by talking a little bit about what these divine children are. If you're familiar with some spirituality terms, these are children that are indigos, crystals, rainbow children. Uh, I think, believe they've been coming in since the 60s. Maybe, no, 50s, 50s. They've been coming in since the 50s. And these are are spiritually advanced children who just seem like these very old souls who know so much about themselves, the world, and spirituality, more than it seems possible for a child, a young child. Uh, Roz, what's your thoughts on that? I think, well, first of all, one thing that um, you mentioned that kind of, um it's not like a huge issue but this issue of are you a crystal or an indigo with these children especially is kind of there's sort of an overlap i think um because i was born in 53 and i know that i am a crystal child and i'm all my life i've been obsessed with rocks <laughs> and gyms and anything to do with stones. So I think, um, you know, we have, we don't have to have that definition, but it it does help a little bit because the indigos are sent here specifically to do healing and work with putting the planet and this energy field that we're in back into a cohesive situation and awareness um i do think the other thing is we i've had some people who told me specifically that they could see their child's aura when they were born so you know i think there are a tremendous number of people who have no clue that they already have these gifts so if they see a child's aura at birth or shortly after and and it's blue are they an indigo or is that just they're pretty convinced they are interesting yeah i really don't get too wrapped up into oh are you an indigo a crystal or a rainbow to me the important thing is you know you're sent here for a reason you know these children oh my gosh the angels are coming in again the angels are saying yes to this these children come in because they have a really important mission and they're spiritually advanced beings and they'll feel like it. They they just have this, this feeling about them like you see a child, but you're not talking to a child. And the best example, well, my daughter is one of these children and 
always, like she would be 18 months old and she was speaking in really in-depth sentences and carrying on conversations and asking questions about things 18 months old don't ask about. Uh, and she definitely had spiritual gifts, but I was thinking back to like when Roz and I first met. So it was like eight years ago and we were working in a spiritual center and these, this couple brought in their seven-year-old son. He was very serious and he sits in the chair. He's this little guy, really cute. And he starts talking and it's like talking to a 70 year old guru who's been on an intense spiritual journey their entire life. And you can tell the parents are uncomfortable. They really are not understanding what we're talking about. But what happened was I asked, was it your idea to bring your son to see me? And they said, oh no, this is all his idea. And that I think is an important thing to talk about is um, so sometimes these children are born into a family where there's one parent at least who's very spiritual on the path, understands, and they get what's going on. They understand the kind of child they have, and they're prepared to raise them accordingly. And then there's people like this couple who are like, this alien child's been dropped down. <laughs> it's not really alien, but it feels like an alien child has dropped down into their family, and they love them, but they have no idea how to help them. And so seeking help from somebody who does know is a good starting point. You know, I, it's tricky. It is tricky. And I I think that that's a very valid point. And the, the secondary aspect of that is for children um, in this group who I think if they come here, you know, as with a job. I mean, they come here with the sole purpose, and it's very evident with a lot of them. And that aspect for a lot of um, adults has fallen far behind in the world of, you know, making a living, having a job, every, making everything work, et cetera. But it's still there. It is still there. So I think for parents in that situation, just embracing the gifts of that child, like these people apparently did, where they listened to their child and he told them, hey, I need to go see this person. And I know you and I both experience this, where we have people walk in our door and say, well, I was told to go see you or I was shown to go see it's you. It's still happening. Yep, it still yeah. happens. And, you know, I, I don't think there's any difference whether it's an adult or a child. No, because sometimes, we, you know, we've discussed this amongst ourselves at the office, is that sometimes these these children grow up and don't know they're one of these these children. They don't know they're an indigo. They don't know they're a crystal or rainbow child. And it feels like each each time there's a generation of these born in, they're a little more spiritually advanced, but things have gotten crazier in the world. So maybe we just need more spiritually advanced beings here to help us. But um, I remember my daughter first off asking a million questions about everything. <laughs> and so I bought, it was before the internet. So I bought this big series of books, like explaining everything. She'd say, but why does it rain? You know, and I'd look it up, but why do people cry? And I would tell her the, the physical and she's like, no, mom, what makes them cry? You know, the, she's talking about the emotions, you know, and things. And um, 
and she was seeing spirit and, and she was having very kind of galactic experiences. And I never said, stop making things up or what a big imagination you have. I, I asked her just, oh, really? Tell me more about that. You know, tell me what happened. Did, was she nice? Was the, there was a there was a spirit lady in a long yellow gown with a beautiful greyhound dog that visited my daughter every night. And my daughter absolutely loved dogs and we couldn't have one because of my allergies. And we were we had gone through a divorce and and she needed that extra comfort. And that lady was coming to her every night with her greyhound dog. And my daughter was thrilled about it. She's like, she was here again. I got to play with her dog. <laughs> I could have flipped out if I was a different kind of person. And said, oh my gosh, I need to get my daughter help. She's hallucinating, poor thing. No, I was just really glad that it was a spirit that she felt comfortable with. And I'm so sorry about the noise. There's major road construction going on all week. So there's no escaping it. But, you know, um, I think to just listen to them. And even if you don't understand what's going on, you can listen, not judge. You've got some of these children. That's really important Mm -hmm. that you don't form judgments and you don't look at your child as someone who is from a a totally different world, even though there is an aspect of that. (laughs) You just have to realize that, you know, from their perspective, that world is part of their existence here. So there's that very powerful overlap for our children where they are definitely seeing, hearing, and connecting on a a different level than most parents are able to process, really. So you just have to love them and be kind and, you know, realize that the world that you know is pretty limited. Allow them to be in their world. There's even Roz and I who are like psychic medium mystics. There's things going on we're not experiencing. We know that, you know, nobody can experience everything. So, you know, if just because you haven't experienced it, you don't know anybody who does, doesn't mean the child's making things up or has a wild imagination. But um, I do think that if you shut it down, if you judge it, if you have a negative response to it, over time, the child stops talking about it. And it doesn't mean it goes away. It just means they're trying to deal with it on their own. And that can lead to some problems later in life too. And I think embracing what they see and what they experience kind of puts you in a little bit of a unique position of helping them to process and to deal with all of these things with approval from you. So I think a lot of people reject these concepts out of fear. They reject them out of um, possibly religious rigidity, um, spiritual rigidity, where they feel like, oh, well, that that couldn't be true because that would be whatever, whatever they have created around that and their format of judgment. So allowing your child to be them and to experience what they're experiencing, as long as it is in a positive format of, 
you know, they're seeing and they're being comfortable with whatever they are encountering. Now, that said, you know, raising a divine child is no picnic, (laughs) but allowing them to be them is pretty powerful for them. It is. And, you know, for parents like the ones who brought that little boy to see me, I always tell them that's actually how I found out to help them. I looked up online as their support online support group for children like their son. And there was and they connected him with that support group so that at least he could talk to other kids who are having these experiences. You need to have it's sort of like we as adults on a spiritual journey. We need our spiritual tribe people we can talk to who understand our experiences, our goals, um, things we're doing to reach our goals. It's no different for these divine children. You know, they need other children who understand it, that they can talk to openly. That's their tribe. And they're unlikely to find them in their school or want to find them in their school because they'd have to open up to a bunch of people who would ridicule them, reject them. So I think the online support groups are a really good idea. I think there's so much availability of information now through the internet. Um, I think it's a very different time for highly gifted children and children who truly are guided divinely um, to be able to connect with information that's so powerful that is such a powerful resource for them too so connecting with people is one situation but just providing information is so comforting i think and it's interesting because i can remember my mother saying to me you know you can't blurt these things out you can't Tell other people what you're seeing and and what's going on because they're going to think you're crazy and you could get and she she was blunt. I mean, she said you could end up locked up. They lock up people. And unfortunately, they, they do. still do that. They do. I'm here to tell you. Yes. So not it, that I've been locked up, but I worked at a psychiatric hospital and there were plenty of people there who were just people who were seeing spirits and angels. It's very true. So I think protecting your child as they go on their spiritual pathway is also important because when mom would say to me, you can't tell other people these things. You can tell me. You know, that's a really good offer for your child to be able to feel comfortable to share what's going on. It definitely is. And, you know, um, There's some books out now that are geared at these children. So parents could get this book and read it to their child and the child can feel like I'm not the only one or, oh yeah, that's, that's like me. You know, it's anybody wants to know that they're not weird. You know, they need to know there's other people like them. They need some explanation of what's going on. And as a parent, buying a book like that and reading it to your child is a form of acceptance of letting them know you see that difference in them and I accept it enough that I'm going to let you know there's other people like that out there. Because the problem is, is that some of these children who don't get the support, 
they're very susceptible to addiction. And so they hit their teen years and they're still having these experiences. They don't have support. And a lot of them do get involved in addictions. And the other thing that can happen is what happened to me where I worked really hard to stifle my gifts for decades. I tried so hard. You know, it never went away, no matter what I asked, it wouldn't, they wouldn't go away. And things still happened a lot, but I denied it, denied it, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it down. I wasted a lot of time of why I'm here. You know, I could have been helping people for two more decades than I did, but I didn't, I did not understand what was going on. I didn't want to. I just wanted to fit in. It's scary too. Mm-hmm. When it, you know, when you are the only person um, experiencing these things, and you can't really talk to anyone. So I find, in uh, you know, my sessions with clients, a, a lot of that is them talking about what went on, the things that they saw, heard, and felt when they were a child. And how that carried on and how they felt very alone because they had no one to support them in that or to even discuss it with. So if you have children like this out there and, you know, they are definitely on a a divine focused spiritual path, embrace that, embrace that with them. And encourage them because as long as it comes from a place of goodness and good intention, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's a loved thing. And I think just expect if you have a child like this, that they're going to reach an age where they're ready to make a career choice and they may choose something so vastly different than what you hoped they would, but they know what they're here to do. And I'm going to, I I think you can look at children who come from families that are highly educated and the child is very intelligent and yet they may choose to work in nature. And they may, I think they inherently know they need that. They need that for their energy to just continue being who they are and doing their work. And I think you just have to let them be free. I mean, I, I believe that for all children, but with these children, particularly, they're really being guided as to what they need to do to make it possible for them to fulfill their mission. And so let them do that. Good plan. <laughs> People used to say, what do you want your daughter to be when she grows up? Happy. <laughs> That's what I want her to be. Happy. Um Anything else you can think of, Roz, uh, that's important like to know about these children? The one thing that I I feel people have to work to get comfortable with is when their children are seeing beings outside of this frequency in this dimension. It's very interesting. I, I watch a lot of shorts and reels, and I watch them for entertainment, but I, you know, have solicited pursuing some of these videos where people have put a um, camera in their child's room and their child will be waking them up saying, you know, I saw this or this happened or, and on a lot of those videos, you can see a presence 
you can see orbs. You can see, I mean, this is not something that you don't get proof of in a lot of situations. And I think it's important to recognize that and get comfortable with it. Absolutely. Um, you know, that'd be for you to maybe help you embrace what's going on with your child as truth, as reality. Um, the other thing I think uh, involves religion, spirituality with these children is that you might be very involved in a specific church or religion, and they don't want to go to that church. And I, I think that, um, if you can allow them freedom to explore spirituality in the way that they need to, they will find the right place for themselves. And they may fight going to a particular church or being part of a religion. Um, and it's not bad. It's not a negative thing, but be prepared for that. They're going to have their own ideas about things. And it's more like a oneness, a, a vision of oneness within them that leads to that. Agreed. But I believe in respecting children's rights to, especially at a certain age, letting them choose what they want to do. And they may want to explore multiple churches. They may want to visit different churches and experience them. Um, I think that's fine. You know, for me, it was fine. My daughter did that and I encouraged her to do that. And there's nothing to be nothing harmful in any of that. It's it's spiritual exploration, but just understand they are here to accomplish something very important for the planet. And it's not just about kind of most, most people are like, what's, what am I going to do with my life there? What can I do for the world? What can I do for mankind, which is a different place to come from. And then with that, I'm going to say we're going to be continuing this conversation over on Patreon. And what we're going to talk about is how you can prepare yourself to raise a divine child. If you feel like you're not already there, specific things you can do to prepare yourself and make it easier and kinder for, you know, kind of a better upraising for that type of child to get them to their goal. So, uh, tune in with us next week. The topic is going to be poltergeist phenomenon. That's going to be a fun one. <laughs> I think we had a little of that earlier today. Actually, I'll talk about it later. Right in your time, we hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week.